Welcome to the James Exchange Monday Matters, August 23rd, 2021. I am your host, Nancy Gill. In today's episode, my guest is Laura Malusi. We actually met on Saturday evening around 8.30, 9 o'clock to have our conversation. And this only demonstrates how busy her life has become that on a Saturday evening was when she had time to come and sit with me. We talked about many things, Evelyn White, events, future events, her workload, and of course, the reasons why she has stepped down from her position in town council and as the vice mayor. Now, this afternoon from 1 to 6 is a very special opportunity for town residents to weigh in on Scottsville's waterfront. Green Infrastructure, which is on Valley Street, is holding an open house workshop to get your thoughts and ideas. So please stop by Green Infrastructure. It's on Valley Street from 1 to 6. I hope you enjoy today's show. I am sitting at the dining room table here in my house with Laura Malusi. And the last time she and I sat together at a dining room table was many, many years ago at Evelyn White's house when I was the president of the Scottsville Arts Council and Laura was on the board of directors. Yes. Oh my goodness. You remember now. I do. It's funny. I'm like, oh wow. I don't remember that particular meeting, but yes. <laughs> we had many meetings there. Yeah, we did. We had some in the church. Um, yeah. I remember some, a lot, some of them were at the Baptist, Baptist church. Yeah. yeah the Baptist that's church right. in the basement. Where else did we meet? We met wherever we, we could. We kept moving. <laughs> yeah. Wherever there was open space, we would, we would pull together creative minds and come up with good plans. So Laura and I go back quite a few years, mm-hmm. and we've been off and on in our activities with one another mm-hmm. for what? It's going to be 15 years. Well, I've been here, gosh, since 2000. And I <laughs> so moved here for, yeah, so I moved here in 99 full time, Yeah, but I was involved earlier on yeah. um, because of that person that we both know and I came in 2000 I don't remember exactly how I mean I think it was just ran into people and got invited and ended up in the Scottsville Arts Council meetings <laughs> yeah because um, why not <laughs> why not I mean it was the only show in town well it was the creative show in town oh, yeah. which is what I wanted to be <laughs> in on <laughs> and it was Evelyn White and yeah. I bet a lot of our listeners have no idea who Evelyn oh, gosh. was so yeah this is something I hear about all the time because she she orchestrated in town these huge, um, not flea market, but antique festivals around the 4th of July. And they were not one day, but multi-day events with vendors from um, all across the nation that would come in for that day. And it, I mean, gosh, everyone just looked forward to it. I look forward to it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. that and was one, just one of the things she did. She did yeah. so much for the community. So much. And she did a lot that I think people don't realize. She would in the middle of the night might get a phone call um, mm-hmm. from a an agency in Charlottesville mm-hmm. where somebody needed emergency funding. 
Yeah. And she would drive into Charlottesville all hours of the night. Oh, wow. To help a woman out. Wow. Yeah. And so, I'm, I'm, I'm sure she had ties, of course, with the food pantry, with getting meals to those that needed it. I mean, she's just, she was so generous and so much energy. She, so much. Yeah. Yeah. And she always wanted to go to Bangor, Maine. And I could never understand why, coming from Maine myself, uh-huh. what the fascination with Bangor is. But I remember when she was at Martha Jefferson right before she passed. Yeah. I went and I said, you get better, so I will take you to Bangor. Oh. <laughs> but she yeah. didn't want to go that badly, I guess, because she never quite made it. Yeah, it's. I still think of her house every time I drive past it. I, it of yeah, course, I ha- it's not her house anymore, but I still right. think of it that way. Yeah, and she yeah. had the peacocks and the chickens and the mm-hmm. this and the that, and mm-hmm. yeah, she was quite the lady. Yeah, yeah, but she was she was a part of many people that helped um, make Scottsville feel home for me. I mean, she yeah. was you know involved with St. Anne's Parish and St. John, so that that's how I got to know this community so well. Was that group of people actually yeah yeah so so that's where laura and i first met and started our kind of off and on collaboration yeah now the last collaboration we had was actually you with the vice mayor mm-hmm. my second term of mayor mm-hmm. and i owe you a really so much because you just made my job easy oh thanks you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) that's so generous thank you no you did because you know I remember back when I came on board in 2006 Mm -hmm. I was you I asked all the questions and I've got to tell you you were much more well received than I was (laughs) (laughs) so I feel I paved the way for like people asking questions yeah. Um, we were supposed to just drink the Kool-Aid, buy into whatever the the head people who had been on town council for years wanted us to do. Mm. And that's changed. Yeah. Well, yeah. for me, it's just how you, how you learn, how you get to know, how you explore, how you see what the options are. So, I mean, I genuinely ask questions because I genuinely want to know. I'm curious. Exactly. <laughs> like, and how to think about something from a multitude of directions. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's really what drives those questions is yeah. wanting to explore some different ideas and not always, you know, right. not the first taking... one may not be the best one. So maybe right. there's a better one. Right. It's like you don't always take the straight path. You have to go off on yeah. different. Like a tree. Little... Yeah. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you have many branches. That's right. <laughs> A tree does not stand alone either. No, so. it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Or if it yeah. doesn't, it might not last long. <laughs> Hence my yard. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so um, when you came on town council, I know that you actually fulfilled an unexpired term. Yes, that's right. And then you were elected two more terms. Mm-hmm. And you always came in first. Mm. So that always made you the vice mayor. To my surprise, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this was an unknown rule to me at the time. <laughs> well, well, now, and we'll, we'll get to um, your announcement of last week, but before we get there, yeah. what, in your, in your view, and in what you've done here, do you feel is the most important thing before town council today? 
that's a very multi multitude of questions, Nancy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, we're back to the tree, aren't we, Laura? Yeah. So <laughs> let's see. Um, maybe I'll start with the latter. Like mm -hmm. the most important thing with council today, um, and that is um, with the pandemic um, came a plethora of funds from the federal government um, to all. Um, basically towns, cities, and counties. And so Scottsville was one of those recipients, um, and it was based on sort of a certain percentage of our, our standard operating budgets. Um, and so we have, a, there are a certain number of years in which to spend this allocation. Um, the allocation, is, it doesn't have a lot of strings attached, doesn't have a lot of parameters, um, but is really put forward so that the, each locality can decide what is the best way to use these funds to help themselves um, have solid footing to continue forward. Um, and so for Scottsville, um, we have a number of different ideas that we've discussed in council as to what, what are those ideas and what are those things to fund. And not we're, we're actually still working on that. Like the council's still having that discussion of what those priorities are. One of them um, that was pre-decided to receive those funds, it's already taken off, is the DMV Select, which is great. Um, the beautiful thing about the DMV Select is it's direct services to all of our constituents and beyond. So that's, you know, a reason to bring people to town is always good for, for the town of Scottsville. Um, there, at the last meeting, um, there was the acceptance of a grant from VDOT to help do some sidewalk improvements in town. You know, towns have the responsibility to take care of the basic infrastructure that's sometimes not very pretty and not very attractive, but has to be taken care of. So that'll be in the works with some planning and design phases during this time frame that we have these funds. Um, and that planning allows for other grants to open up, which means that there are other funds to make better things happen that don't necessarily drain the town's budget. So that's a very good thing. And then um, there's some discussion about what to do with the rest. And I think there's a lot of good things to do. One of the things that I um, wanted to point out is actually next Monday on the 23rd, they're inviting the community to, to participate in that discussion of how to get uh, improved and public access to the James River. So we are a town that is thrived and has this long history connected to the James River. And it's something that we don't um, really market well or use well or build on. And I think that's a, that's something that we can do much better. And so to hear from the public and to get that, that feedback from them would be vital to forming that plan and, and that investment with potentially some of these funds. So I think that that is from one to six. Yes, at Green Infrastructure, which is downtown Valley Street in Scottsville. Um, and if for some reason you can't attend, um, I would definitely, you know, I think that on the town website there should be some information and, and see how you can get involved. Yeah. I plan on stopping by Great. at some point. I will be working, so I will miss it, but, uh. <laughs> but I will find another way. <laughs> okay. That, that's one of the things. So DMV Select has opened. Yes. They've been operational for a week yes do you know what the numbers are yet i don't but i know that they have had um i believe every appointment has been booked since they've opened oh that's good it is very good yes yeah and they've got a good team there too yes well i will be speaking to latoya once things settle down great oh good um, what a great use of the space upstairs yeah. because you know the upstairs in victory hall is very seldomly used right 
and to transform the conference room, which was just a room, which was actually, I don't know if you know this, but when um, Wyatt was here and mm-hmm. Amy had just started as clerk, yeah, that's where they were in that room. Oh, together. Together. Oh, okay. Yes. So I didn't realize that. Yeah, it was really, and where all of the town offices are now, that yeah. was the council chambers. Oh, okay. I didn't know that it had So the okay. mayor was the only one that had an office mm-hmm. in that space. The rest was where the, I don't know, what do you call it, the platform where everybody of importance, <clears throat> quote, quote, sat. Uh-huh. And there might have been room for 20 people. Yeah, not very many. Maybe. Oh, I'm so glad it's bigger and, and, yes. <laughs> and more inclusive <laughs> now. Yes. So you have been involved um, on many committees. I know yes. that you took on um, events and tourism. Yeah. So when I when I was officially almost actually before I was officially elected, when I joined in um, in the vacancy, that I think we started that transition right away, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at that point, it was arts and arts and culture committee. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see. I think I'm trying to remember what month it. it it was winter when I when I joined, so it was just the starting of planning for the events in the spring, which was probably a, a blessing in giving me a little bit of time to get my feet under me and to figure out what these events were and how to how to be supportive. So, do you think I I know that the town because I was on that committee and you kind of took over from me, mm-hmm. and perhaps we took on too many events. For for a for a town council member that has many responsibilities, yeah, to take on unless they had a tremendous committee. Yes, you know it's of course I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. Um, the The town's involvement in various events has t- has changed and taken different shape over the years. So. Um, you know, a good example: Bateau Festival. The Bateau Festival is not. A town event and that is actually the Virginia Canal Society event. <laughs> they just stop in Scottsville, <laughs> right halfway through their journey, right. and lucky us, we get to we get to join in the celebration and well, really help and welcome them. Well, also lucky them because there's actually restaurants, yes. and a, yeah. they look forward to Scottsville because at one point the showers in the old high school were open for them yes and actually we, we still continue that tradition up until this year um because the county is doing some renovations so this last year due to covid and this year due to the renovations was sort of the first time we haven't been able to see that through yeah. but yeah that that's actually continued yeah so yeah that's that's kind of the that's the first event that takes off and sort of kicks off the season of events and then um, the same week then as Pollinator Festival. Um, and again, that, that was really started by SCAN and a local business and the town. So it was a three-way partnership, but you know, those, I think that those partners really initially led the way and did a lot of the programming and effort for those, for that particular event, which is wonderful. And I think can continue to grow actually. And then less than a week later is July 4th, which we all know is, um, gosh, how many years? I've lost track. Hundreds of years. <laughs> we'll say a hundred. I think it was a hundred and seven for the parade this year. Yeah, yeah I knew it was over a hundred. Seven, hundred and eight. I, I can't. Yeah. Remember. So that's. I mean, that's just that's a long-standing tradition that yeah. 
we continue because it's a longstanding tradition for Scottsville. And it's the beauty of July 4th is that that's when we reunite with our family and our friends, which is the point of being a community mm-hmm. is to reunite with family and friends. So yeah, three events in two weeks. <laughs> I don't know any other event manager that does that with three totally different distinctive events in that in that time frame, especially for 100% volunteer work. Mm-hmm. But we, we keep doing it um, and keep kind of pulling it off. But I think, you know, for the future, if we can start to get in um, maybe um, champions of those events or leaders of those events that have their own team and they could be planned and, and on their own, sort of like a subcommittee for each one, mm-hmm. that that'll relieve some of the pressure um, that some volunteers might be feeling today. So I, yeah, I do think that we can come up with ways to make that sustainable. I, I agree because I added in community day. Yeah. And, and I did that. Because we never celebrated the founding of what well, was Scott's Landing, right. Albemarle County, yeah. which is actually September the 4th. Right, I remember September. Uh, 1744. Mm-hmm. Even though they didn't come to have their first meeting until February of Right, I, I saw that in some of the documents. Yeah. But, and, and that was the impetus for them. But also the impetus was because the um, museum had done their twilight tours yes in october yes and and kit decker yeah was so good that we asked him to come and perform his character Uh at the very first oh nice community day and it was and jane ditmar who was the supervisor at the time and right right it was really nice it was kind of rainy but then it stopped right of course in that time of year yes (laughs) and we had we had a whole presentation mm-hmm. at the museum, mm-hmm. and then we had like the civic groups at Canal Basin Square. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we must have had music. We always have music, yeah. but I, I don't quite remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then there's, I mean, gosh. So when I when I moved to town, Rhythm on the River was a, a vital weekly event, right? Like everybody went to Rhythm on the River. Um, which was just, you know, a trailer and a band in Doyer Park. And so right. I, you know, like, that shaped my experiences in Scottsville. And so I always tried to strive to sort of, how do we get, how do we regain that? How do we return to that? And it, it took some time for me to understand that that in itself was its own committee that did its own grant writing, that did its own coordination. And so when there wasn't that body leading that, it sort of came back to the town with the desires for that to happen. So I think in a small way, we were able to sort, you know, try to start that off again, but um, we didn't have that that funding. Right. Well, and also (laughs) the volunteer base. Right. So that actually grew. It started with the Arts Council. Mm -hmm. And then it was Jan Glennie Smith, Mm -hmm. Lisa Caddick, Linda Vockmeister, you know, that whole group of individuals that were very much Laurel Green, very much involved in it. Um, and I think Greg and it, didn't a local studio also have some involvement in that at some point? No, they weren't here yet. Okay. okay. But, and, and you're right, they started off like Denny King brought in his little. Right. Hey, oh, I remember hey Denny very well. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, uh, we had, it, it was actually small, but it built, and the vendors they had, like, the guy that had, um, it was like Italian ice, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he would, 
oh, he had this whole thing about finding the Holy Grail and you would go over and he would... I do this remember whole, this, yes. Right. Yes. I, I, it was, but, but unfortunately what happened was they went for 10 years. That's a long time. And the initial committee basically said, we'll give it 10 years. And yeah. they, nobody stepped up. Yeah. And that is the problem. It's so a lot of work. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I think the answer, and correct me if I'm wrong, but because they were so successful mm-hmm. that our community groups, our civic groups, our nonprofits, our businesses, mm-hmm. they should be the ones putting on other events in town. I have to say, though, I mean, in, the, in all my involvement on the committee, the, now the Events and Tourism Committee, there is not a lack of interest from the businesses or the residents to come up with ideas for, for events or enthusiasm for that. I think the, the lacking is the, the structure to actually carry them off and to, and to have the time to raise the funds. Yeah. So it's not impossible. And this, this is what's um, so exciting is I can see these things coming and happening for Scottsville. We just need to get a couple of those key talents and skill sets for people who have those, you know, whoever can write grants, right? That's not my strong suit. I can find them, but, I, or, but or I'm not a writer a of them. Yeah. You build a team, someone who's good at publicity, one writing grants. Somebody who's great with musicians and connect, yes. connecting us or, or sort of scoping out like what yeah. what might be appealing for this community. So, you know, when we, when we did music, we sort of knew the people or somebody knew of the, the musicians um, or um, recommendation or we tried general calls. We tried a couple of different things, but that was always something I didn't feel like I quite had the, the skill set to pull off at yeah. the same level. Yeah, I, th- I think we can do it. It just, it takes time to build the team to make it happen. (laughs) So one of the things that I really want to do is this gospel festival. Yes. So, of course, you know that I stepped down from all things town Mm -hmm. with the exception of the health initiative. That's right. And... Health, equity, and access in rural regions. And you came up with that name. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We continue to be a team, Lauren. Yes, we do. So... The idea is, for me, is to have the town here, well aware, scan, Yancey Community Center, and any other health-related organization. And they form the committee for Mm -hmm. this um, gospel festival. Yeah. And we make it sponsorships, grant writing. Right. And then tickets donation. Yep. And that keeps it open to everybody. And then the vendors, like any health-related organization, they just come for free. Yeah, that's that's something that I that I always um, prioritized and tried to keep was to keep all of our events free, because I really wanted anyone who wanted to come to be able to come and participate. So, but that in itself takes some more coordination behind the scenes. Yes, it does. Yeah, well, so, I hope I really hope that that happens. Well, so far, Scan is on board. Great. Our current mayor, Ron, told me he was ready to start to have the festival this fall. Like a whoa, <laughs> this is going to be a year for good planning. Year, <laughs> that's at right. At least a year. Yeah, each event takes a year at to least. plan. Yes, and I think that's what people don't realize is what goes into all of these. Yeah, and the people behind it. Yes, like you take the parade. Yes. 
I mean, you have the entire fire department out here the night before mm -hmm. laying out the markers. And where I each... don't. No. <laughs> Mr. Carr does. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. But this is something that's a well-oiled machine. It is. It is well-practiced yes. um, through successes and failures. They have figured out what works and what works well. And even with the well-oiled machine and plan, there's, there's going to be a glitch. There's always something. <laughs> yes. But Yes, but they, they manage that very well. Yeah, with the July, the town's involvement is really actually quite minimal because the fire department does so much of that coordination. There's, you know, the um, the parade is, you know, a couple of volunteer. It's a volunteer family, basically, that takes that off the mm -hmm. cars. And then they've got the, the volunteer firefighters as their team mm -hmm. of, I don't know how many, 30-plus people. Um, and the town then takes on doing the music to help help that event to come to fruition. But over time, it's grown or started to regrow. So I, I came across, Nancy, this beautiful pamphlet from 1976 in the museum. So I'm on the board at the Scottsdale Museum as well. And it had the whole day of events. And I and as I opened this pamphlet and I was preparing for our July 4th this year, I was like, oh, wow, we're not even touching the surface. <laughs> <laughs> so we do the parade. Um, we have a car show. And this past year, uh, it was a local um, business owner, um, Rodney Harris, who really took ownership of that and is excited to do that again next year, plus some outside of July 4th. So I'm very excited about that. Um, we had started some coordination with local churches, but with the COVID pandemic, that kind of hampered that. But they were they were planning to do yard sales throughout town, so we were super excited about that. And we had planned music, which was supposed to lead up to fireworks. Um, this past year, we didn't have the fireworks, so we learned that music does better with fireworks. <laughs> yes. And, yes. And it's almost like the the music is just there. To, to entertain while people are waiting for the fireworks. Yes, yes. So I've got to tell you, I first learned of Scottsville when I was living in Goochland. Mm -hmm. And I was working with the Goochland Gazette. And I was given the task of going around and kind of talking to people in the community. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorites was Cassie Burris. And she was probably in her mid-90s when I met her. Okay. So she would tell about the Scottsville 4th of July. She loved the Scottsville 4th of July. She would come. She lived in Haydensville. Okay. So she and her family would come. Yes. And she loved it because she always got the oldest person in attendance award. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. So when I got a chance to come here for cello lessons, I'm like, Oh, I finally get to come to Scottsville. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't remember the first time I saw the parade. There used to be horses in every parade, right? I know. <laughs> and, I, and I think some bands. Did we have bands in the parade? When, when um, I yes. know we had the pipers, when, but... No, we had, we had the Monticello Marching Band. I thought so. When um, Michael and Leanne... The Baptist minister, Mike Lee, okay, his wife was in the band boosters at Monticello High, and oh, so she would connection. get them together. They would, they would, right? Because they don't get together over right, the summer otherwise. They would group, uh, you know, gather at the um, Baptist parsonage just across the street from right, here, right. and that was our marching band. And we haven't had one since the Lees left town. 
when we, well, the old Scottsmo High School used to always be in the parade. This was part of the 1976 brochure. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> there were there were canoe races um, down the James River. So I'm originally from Kansas, and um, in our in our community, we always had a parade at, around May Day because that was the time where everyone went back to the fields, right, to do work on the farms. And so there was a huge parade, and we had bands from all over the place. All the kids in the whole town would decorate their bicycles and would ride their bicycles through the parade. So I, there was a couple of years where I did that. You know, I was in Girl Scouts when I was little, so of course I have memories of carrying the flag and marching in the parade for that, and then, you know, band, that, that came up later. I was never in band, but... Um, but all of my friends were, so I was orchestra. <laughs> yeah. No. So I, yeah, I grew up with this, you know, a whole town that came to life and really took a lot of pride in the parade. So it didn't surprise, you know, of yeah. course I'm in Scottsville where yeah. you have parade. No, mine was Memorial Day Parade in Unity, Maine. Okay. And, and you're right. The Girl Scouts, the Boy Scouts, the right. local band, yeah. kids on their bicycles, yeah. old cars. Yes. And yes. that was it. So, um, everybody, you're hearing um, Jeff is coming in and out of the room, and that's the clicking. He's sharing his toy duck with yes, us. Yes, he is. And, uh, and actually, that toy duck was part of my... Oh, that was part of your gift basket. <laughs> it was. Yes. Oh, it still lives. <laughs> it still lives. <laughs> there might be a squeak, everyone. <laughs> uh, so, we're going to move on. It's been really good talking about all of this, but this past Monday... Yes. You kind of surprised a few people. I did. With an announcement that you made. I did. I, I at the end of council meeting, um, made the announcement that due to needs within my own family um, and also with work commitments um, drastically increasing, um, that I am stepping down from my council role and my vice mayor role. So, yes, not an easy decision because um, I care about this community very much. But I felt like the best thing I could do for the community was to do my best, which means that for right now, I need to focus on my family and, and my job. <laughs> yes. Yes, I understand that completely. Yeah. So my understanding is that your job at UVA. Yes. Um, you're in the admin for the art department. I am. I'm the department manager for the, the art department, as well as a couple interdisciplinary programs. So I support all the HR, all the finance, all the kind of operations that happen behind the scenes for studio art, art history, our graduate um, program, archaeology program, and medieval studies program. You used to have people working under you. Is that correct? In the art department? Yes. I still do. You yes. do? Okay. Yes. So, so you haven't lost positions. I, I actually have one of my colleagues is stepping away. So um, we have a posting that should be posted next week. If anyone would like to work within the <laughs> studio art department, um, we'll be looking for an uh, intermediate um, administrative coordinator to fill his role. Yeah. So I've, I, have, I have lost a couple positions. Okay. So it's not that... Positions were lost, and you had to take on added responsibilities. Um, for until we can fill a vacancy, I definitely have added responsibilities. And we did. Um, we had this amazing grant from the the Mellon Foundation that supported Indigenous Arts program. And so that um, colleague of mine has transitioned to another job, but we're still wrapping up that grant process as well. Okay. I did. I actually, my my undergrad degree is art history and studio art. And oh, mine is art history and. English literature. Yeah, and then I went. I have a, a master's in museum studies, which is within art history too. So it's very much my home. 
good luck in everything. Oh, thank you. Thank uh, you. I, I know you'll be around. I hope so. <laughs> and I'm sure you're still with the museum. I am um, for the time being. Yeah. So, yeah, just it kind of depends what happens within the family dynamics that are going on right now. But, right. But for the moment, yes. Yeah. So, oh, just as, as an aside. So last week at the farmer's market, I was talking with Barbara, and I happened to notice this, not a brochure, but an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper that had photographs on it yes your both sides and it was like and they were no it was like people who served in world war ii yes oh right and and i picked that up i got really excited yes because thomas unsworth and i had talked about um something he had seen in a small town and it was people who had fought in world war ii and they had banners on the lampposts. Uh-huh. He now has that project. He and Matt have it. Oh, that's so great. And I hope they catch up with Evelyn and the VFW and I was gonna say, that's... Yancey. I mean, what a great thing, like Memorial Day through yeah. 4th of July, to have these photographs of all of these men and women. Yeah, that who... was um, that was a phenomenal exhibit. Um, this is before my time on the board that the museum did. Um within the Scottsville Museum, honoring um, and highlighting those, you know, residents over time. Yeah. And, and from what board members say, it was one of the most well-attended mm-hmm. openings and exhibits throughout the year that they'd ever had. Um, so I think that's a great idea. It also reminds me that the, the VFW, um, when they do those ceremonies, they do those all themselves like that you know the town is there but that's not something that we are coordinating right that is other volunteers at the vfw post locally that do all that coordination year after year so a huge thank you to them for for doing that and and helping us remember and thank those citizens this always happens when i try to wrap up a conversation we just keep going i know it's hard there's so much to say so many things to share (laughs) (laughs) and and jeff has been exceedingly well behaved. Yeah, he's got, I've got him right here next to me, scratching behind the ear. Well, Laura, I know it's getting late. Thank you so much for coming down the street. You are so, so very (laughs) welcome. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, this has been fun. And I look forward to talking with you again. Yeah, I have a feeling this will not be the last time. Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) I'm so glad you're doing this. I think this is just really wonderful. Yeah, I just have to push it out. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thank you.